So leadership is influence, as John Maxwell points out, nothing more and nothing less. When someone is looking to follow someone, they always ask three questions. Does this person like me? Can I trust them? And will they help me? Welcome to the Portage County Safety Council podcast. We hope you enjoy today's featured message. Hi, it's Mike with the Portage County Safety Council. I'm here with Nick Koya, our representative for the Ohio BWC. Welcome back to the podcast, Nick. Hey, Mike, I am excited to be here today. So, Nick, we're doing this exciting series. I love it. We're previewing speakers, the best speakers, the top eight or nine speakers from Ohio Safety Congress. We haven't done this before. It's our first year doing it, and we've had some exciting interviews. Before we get more into that interview, our guest today, what is Ohio Safety Congress? You know, Ohio Safety Congress is the largest safety congress in the Midwest. This has been going on for many years, and I get excited about this every year as a safety professional and as just an, an employer, an employee in the state of Ohio, too. What we do is we bring together the greatest safety minds from across the world into one location for Ohio employers to see and interact with and learn from to get them prepped for the next upcoming year. This year, it's even better because we're doing it virtually. So it doesn't matter if you're in here in the great state of Ohio. From that state up north or anywhere else, you can join us by going to ohiosafetycongress.com. The event's going to be March 9th and 10th, and um, we just have a great agenda of some amazing speakers. But we, as Portage County Safety Council, were lucky to interview some of the top speakers, which we're about to do here today. So I'm really excited about this. Don't miss out on this fantastic opportunity. And I am really excited about today's presenters. We get the opportunity to talk with Brian McWhorter and Scott Cuthbert from Safeopedia. And Brian is actually going to be presenting on this topic at Ohio Safety Congress, driving safety forward with kindness. You know, leadership is so important in what we do as leaders in the safety and health world. Brian, I'm excited about this topic because that's exactly what you're going to be talking about today. Thanks, Nick. And actually, I'm really excited to be presenting that topic. And this is something the speakers say all the time. Hey, I'm really excited to be here. I'm really excited to, to, to talk on this topic. But think about it. We have people that are taking time out of their busy schedule to talk about driving safety with kindness, not to hear the latest technology, to find out how to improve their stats, be compliant, but actually driving safety forward with kindness. So the people that are tuning into this, man, I tip my hat off to them you know, right off the get-go because they're showing that they value others. There's something deep about using kindness to move forward. You know, that's a big part. And, you know, as leaders, we need to look into that. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Brian. How did you even get into this topic of driving safety forward with kindness in these leadership trainings? Yeah, actually, that's a great question. I actually was a, a senior trainer for a very large organization, Phillips Lighting, back in 2008. And I was providing a lot of training for them. And our safety manager uh, went to move on to uh, a different company. And so they gave me the safety hat, which often happens with people that end up in safety as a career. Well, I didn't know a whole lot about safety, but I did know a lot about leadership and people. And I found out about that same time that our site was one of the worst sites, if not the worst, for safety globally for this company. We were averaging three accidents a week. Factory had been in place since 1967. We had a hazard-rich environment working with glass, high-speed equipment, fire. I couldn't rely on my safety expertise because it wasn't really there. And I know we'd already tried a bunch of stuff to drive, you know, drive safety and it really didn't work. 
But we had a great management team that were kind of Tony Robbins type individuals that really cared about people. So we focused on that. And we basically went to the floor and said, what do you need from us to keep you safe? And we stumbled on gold there. I found there's a huge difference between focusing on safety versus focusing on people. Focusing on people, you're equipping them to stay safe. Focusing on safety, you're molding them to fit into this, you know, don't get hurt. And it can actually have an adverse effect on you. I've seen programs where people hated the safety program because it was viewed as a separate entity to protect the company's corporate image, keep their numbers low, keep them marketable. And, you know, so it didn't seem focused on the individual that it was meant to keep safe. You know, focusing on people is so important in the safety world because often we do look at those numbers and let's face it, when we go to the board and say, hey, I want to invest in this safety program, it's going to cost X amount of money. They're always looking, what's the return on investment? Well, I think the biggest return on investment is the protection of the employees and, you know, creating that strong culture is so important in the workplace. If we can't, if we don't care about our people, you know, they're not going to care about the practices that we put forward to them either. Yeah, you just nailed it. Actually, there are two core benefits to any individual to be part of a team, a group, a tribe, you know, a community. And those core benefits are protection and amplification of effort. And you only get number two if you provide number one. You know, when you feel like people have your back, when, you know, I can sleep while someone else is watching out for the saber-toothed tiger, then I can watch out for it while they sleep. Now we can work together and accomplish amazing things. But you've got to account, you know, get that first one first. You got to feel safe and protected. And it's like building a house without a strong foundation. The rest of it doesn't matter, right? We can pick out the pieces for the most beautiful bathroom you've ever seen, but if the foundation isn't strong, it's just going to crumble and fall apart. Anyway. Absolutely, that's a great analogy. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we want to build upon. And, and you know, pre-recording here, we were chatting a little bit, and I, and I wrote this down because I think it's so important what you said here. You said who you are matters more than what you know. And, you know, that that comment resonates with me because you could have all the safety information in the world, but what good does that do the employees if you're not an approachable person? Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if I'm going to be working somewhere and they're going to hire someone to work next to me, and I have two choices, they can hire someone who's the top in their field, but kind of a jerk, or someone who's kind of average in their field, but just a great person to work with, we'll all choose that second person almost every time. You won't get the worth out of the jerk, but you know, we want someone that we can work with and collaborate with. And there have been a lot of studies that really verify that collaboration will get you farther than IQ will. So you're better off to be a good collaborator, which so you go to those social skills, you know, being kind, <laughs> showing that you're open to others. Yeah, pretty important. Yeah, Brian, you know, I come from a different aspect of safety. I work in the social service field and there's something we do. I'm a Bridges Out of Poverty certified trainer. And so we kind of talk about the culture of poverty and how it affects. And one interesting fact that has complete crossover is they say in the different economic classes of homes, if you take the wealthy versus the middle class and poverty, how they use positive versus negative reinforcements when it comes to discipline kids has a completely different outcome on that child's future. For example, someone that's raised in generational poverty, they'll use two negative reinforcements for everyone positive. Middle class is the opposite, two positive for one negative. In the wealthy class, they use six positive reinforcements for everyone negative. Now, the interesting part, what, what this has to do with business is Harvard Business Review quoted some research that actually showed almost to a T the exact same numbers for effective teams. 
And so yeah. what you see is it isn't a poverty versus wealthy thing. It isn't a good team versus bad team. It's a human condition. And so literally kindness is at the epicenter of performance, isn't it? Absolutely. Like I said, it, it's a prerequisite. And I love that study that you just quoted there, Mike. I think uh, if you research the Love Lab, where they they studied couples, you know, how what the ratio to positive comments to negative were, they could predict if a couple were to stay married 10, 15 years down the road. Oh, wow. Know, with tremendous accuracy, that same thing. So you're right. We tend to not care what someone knows until they we know how much they care. You can hire someone's head and hands. But the best that we have to offer, we always have to offer willingly. In other words, you know, it's got to be volunteered. So you can hire someone's knowledge to a degree and their hands get them to show up. But if you want their resourcefulness, their loyalty, their trust, you know, their true engagement, you have to earn it. Yeah, Nick and I talk about some other research, too. One was done by Auburn University, and I just love this study because what they were really looking for in the study was to discover how ethics affect workplace safety. But within that, they discovered all these things. And so to make a long story short, they found an oil rigging company that did offshore drilling and different things. So these people are on the rig every day in this rigorous environment. So these are some rough, tough guys, you know, and, and women, I'm sure, but a lot of rough, tough guys. And they found some fascinating things. They found four or five key things, and we won't go through them all, but I'll just kind of mention a couple. One of them was management employee safety concern. Does the manager really care about me? Does he really care about my safety? One of them was perception of organizational ethics. One of them was perception of organizational support. And one of the key findings that they found through all of this, they, you know, they found that direct correlation between safety performance and the relationship side. But one of the most important relationships, and I always try to hit this home when we talk about this topic, is that one of the most important relationships was with their frontline supervisor. They found that their immediate supervisor affected their perception of the entire company. So even if you have a CEO and you have a great C-suite that really drives leadership and development and really wants to be supportive, if they have a frontline supervisor that's negative and all that, that affects everything and it shifts their entire perception of the company. From your experience, do you find this to be true? And do you find it to affect safety performance? Man, absolutely. Absolutely. When you're looking to follow some, remember there's there's only one definition of a leader. They have willing followers. So leadership is influence, as John Maxwell points out, nothing more and nothing less. When someone is looking to follow someone, they always ask three questions. Does this person like me? Can I trust them? And will they help me? So you're right. And I've seen that time and again where that supervisor or that lead, their, their first authority figure, can squelch or destroy everything in an organization. And this is one of the things we'll talk about in 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 the uh, the talk that I'll give for the Ohio Safety Congress. But you know, it really comes down to there are three levels of safety, and it's up to management to create this. Those three levels are emotional, professional, and then physical. And it's like a pattern you have to walk through. You know, we will take risks to protect ourselves emotionally and professionally. We're all risk takers. We want people to take the right types of risks. So we want them to know that they're protected emotionally, professionally. Then we'll protect them physically. So in other words, let's say I go to work for you, Mike, and I think that um, you, you know you don't treat me well. You kind of talk down to me. So emotionally, I don't feel safe around you. Like Mike really doesn't care about me. So if you say go out there and work safe, I don't believe it. You know, same thing professionally. If I think that you know if I quit tomorrow, you wouldn't care. Or you'd gladly fire me and replace me. So you see me as a function, not as a person. Let's say when you say go out and work safe, 
you don't mean it. But when they establish those first two, then wow, they care about me. You know, they've got my back. Now, yeah, when they say work safe, they mean it. You know, I was just, I just posted this morning about this on LinkedIn. I was talking about, you know, how kindness and just a few words can go so far for individuals, you know, and it's one of the cheapest investments that you can make, but the best investment you can make in your employees is how you interact with them. There's no cost to being a kind person. There's no cost to caring about people, but if you can be sincere in what you're doing and really check in on your employees on a daily basis, because we don't know what's happening behind the scenes with them, those battles they're having at home, you know, be it at home, professionally, personally, whatever it is. But those kind words can go a long way in changing their day and maybe, you know, helping them feel a little more safe and secure in the workplace. Oh, man, absolutely. Very well said, Nick. I mean, we're all looking for, always for two things in life, professionally or at home, same thing. We're always looking for acceptance, connection and control. You know, again, you need that first one before the second one. We need to feel like we're accepted. The, the Navy SEALs have four laws of combat that they use. The first one is cover and move. We protect our own, you know, cover each other, protect them, don't snipe them. You know, again, we got to have each other's back. When you have that, you've got something amazing. Let me ask you a, a quick question. You see if you guys can relate with this. I want you to think of a time in your life where you belong to either, say, a sports team, a work group. You had a team of friends, kind of like the TV series Friends, or, or a group that, when you were with them, you felt absolute acceptance. Like, again, they had your back and you had theirs. Not only would you trust them with your life, but you trust them with your wallet and your wife. You had, you know, just you had each other. Have you had ever had an experience like that? Oh, yeah. I can think of a group of, of friends that, you know, we're still that, that close together. That's your model for a good modern work environment. That's what you're trying to achieve there. You know, that's that's great stuff. And it goes so far. You know, I, I've talked about this in other presentations before of when I was doing leadership for an organization, we had multiple divisions and, you know, they said, hey, we need to do some leadership reevaluation. We're having a lot of complaints from the employees right now. So we were working on this model of, of building leadership back up and putting them in place. And that night we had a really bad storm. The crew was out all night long. They had basically worked a 24 hour shift because they're trying to keep things running, left their wives or kids at home to be out in the field. So that morning, I pulled the four leaders together and I go, listen, this is your opportunity to succeed. I want you to go out there and I want you to thank your crew. Just thank them. Pat them on the back. Send half of them home to get rest. We'll get the other half cycled out when we can. We'll work with them. Three of the leaders are like, got it. And they head out. The fourth leader goes, Nick, their thanks is their overtime paycheck and headed to his office. What department struggled the most? <laughs> that fourth leader. Couldn't even give that single act of kindness to that group of guys who just spent their entire night out there fighting the storm for us. That says it all right there. Some of them got it, one didn't. <laughs> right. And that's that's where we struggled at. <laughs> and I assume the others were much more happier person than that person is, just in general. Yeah. Well, and their team started changing. They became more, their their actions were safer, their their productivity was up, their quality was up. We were having such less problems in their division. Oh, yeah. And, and again, I, I hate to put a selfish spin on kindness, but I'm going to. Kindness to others is the best thing you can do for yourself. If you've ever read the book, How Full Is Your Bucket, which is a study on basically positive psychology and how by showing kindness to others, we increase our own oxytocin, serotonin, adrenaline, we reduce cortisol. People that are charitable, that are regularly kind of upbeat and, and show kindness, live longer. I mean, it's, it's really, truly the best thing you can do for yourself. And you're happy. <laughs> There's no yeah. downside. I am really excited to hear this entire presentation at Ohio Safety Congress. I think um, this is something that a lot of leaders need to hear. 
be it a frontline supervisor all the way up to that C-suite level of people. This is a topic that we all need to hear and really take notice of. And that's why I'm really excited about your presentation. But tell me, we got listeners right now, they're listening, they're getting hyped up. We still got a few weeks to go to Ohio Safety Congress. What can they do today to start making the steps in the right direction to make their company better? What would you have them do? Great question, Nick. And, I, and I've got it for you. Here's what I would like to ask anyone that's preparing for this to do. Get yourself a, a, you know, on your, most of us have a to-do list, right? So I want you to take note of your acts of kindness. I want to challenge everyone to do one random act of kindness every day. And so at the beginning of the day, kind of have that set that, okay, I'm going to do one random act of kindness. And at the end of the day, before you go home or before you go to bed, take note, did you actually do it? And what type of an effect did that have on you and the other person that you gave the kind act to? Let's get a baseline. Let's see where we're at with this. That's great. You know, and, and I'll tell you what, I, I encourage our members from uh, Portage County Safety Council, if you're doing that, you know, share some of that knowledge with us. Let's talk about how that's changed your life at one of our upcoming meetings. I think that's a great piece of advice there, Brian. Before we hop off here, tell me a little bit more about Safeopedia, what you do, how we can get a hold of you, um, and all the great stuff that you're doing here for safety. Yeah, well, maybe I'll uh, I'll jump in quick. Brian's obviously the expert on health and safety and, and kindness. But I'll give the, the Safepedia pitch. I mean, we're an online publication for environmental health and safety. All of our content is free for, for safety professionals, operations folks who uh, you know, have safety under their umbrella. We have articles, Q&As, webinars, white papers, and, uh, and some of the webinars that we have are even pre-approved for, for CEUs. <clears throat> so safety professionals can, uh, can come and get some CEUs and, and learn some uh, you know, great leadership subjects or technical topics as, uh, as well on, on Safepedia. I'll tell you what, Scott, you are lucky to have Brian on board with you there. He seems like he is full of knowledge and energy, and I think every organization needs that. So definitely excited for both of you to be with us today. Yeah, absolutely. And just one thing, you know, kindness is contagious, right? And uh, working with Brian is uh, definitely uh, contagious and, and his enthusiasm and knowledge and his kindness is, is definitely spread throughout Safepedia and I think everybody else that he works with. So we are definitely honored to have him on the team. Well, Scott and Brian, thank you so much for being here with us today. I want to remind everyone, March 9th and 10th is when you'll be able to hear these presentations. You can register now at ohiosafetycongress.com. Everyone, be safe out there and have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more episodes, check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbeam, or Stitcher. To get new episodes sent directly to your phone or smart device, be sure to subscribe. To learn more about how your company can earn up to a 4% Ohio BWC premium rebate by becoming an active member of the Portage County Safety Council, please visit our website at www.portagecountysafetycouncil.wordpress.com. The preceding information is for entertainment purposes only. Views expressed may not reflect the views of any affiliated or sponsoring individuals or organizations. Listeners should carefully weigh information provided and seek advice from an appropriate professional before implementing. Listener discretion is advised.